the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show. Sitting in for Georgine, my name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, now on 106.3 FM in East Portland and Vancouver, 93.9 KPDQ. AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona, 1640, 93.1 L. Ray, and 104.1 The Fish. I also get to host a ministry spotlight program called Difference Makers, which airs at 1 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays on True Talk 800, as well as Saturday afternoons at 1 on 93.9 KPDQ. And I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back to your church sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory, expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, establishing yourself as an authority in your field and becoming more known through radio and podcasting, building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you, marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the Marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the latest and most powerful online tools of Salem Surround. And most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Between COVID and closures and shutdowns, it's been really difficult to think about all the things we've missed gathering in person for. And I can't believe it's been three years since comedian Nazareth was here in the Portland area. But I'm so happy to announce that he's back and he's coming to Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley to make you laugh. So welcome, comedian Nazareth. How are you today, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to come back to Oregon and to get my coffee. You guys have the best coffee in the world. I'll make sure a bag of stump tan is all set for you, Nazareth. So thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy touring schedule to squeeze in Portland on your list. Oh, I have to stop you here. I love doing the Northwest. I love doing the West Coast because there's a lot of comedians who are clean and Christian like myself that do a lot of the Midwest and the East Coast and Nashville and all that. So I love being in the West Coast because uh, for so many years I paid my dues flying, you know, red-eye flights to get to the show early enough or to fly back and all that. So to go to Portland and boom, get on a Alaska Airlines, an hour and a half flight, I'll do it any day. Funny, Alaska is my wife's favorite airline also. I like Alaska and Southwest. And with all the travels you've done over the years, Nazareth, we're very grateful that you're coming to Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley on Sunnyside Road. And the show starts at 7 p.m. at Sunnyside Foursquare Church, Friday, March 24th. So what in particular are you looking forward to when you come back to our neck of the woods, Nazareth? 
Well, I, you know, COVID have changed a lot of things for us uh, as far as uh, the stress level in people, the hopelessness, all, you know, people are not gathering together for two years. So for me, right now, I have a whole new perspective when I do my comedies. I want to bring hope to people. I want to, I want to excite people. I want to uh, remind them how blessed we are because we're living in a time, uh, Mike, where, you know, all you hear is the negative things about our nation, about people, about Christianity, about all of that. So for, you know, for people to come and spend an hour, hour, 15 minutes, uh, uh, just enjoying themselves, laughing, and you know, and and seeing the good in in our nation, the good in our people. So it's really good. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see people laughing hard. That's that's my main goal. Well, they certainly laughed hard the last time you were in Portland, Nazareth. And for anyone who might be less familiar to comedian Nazareth, he is originally from the Holy Land. He's been honing his talents as a comedian for more than 25 years. And prior to moving to the United States to attend college at the University of Toledo, Ohio, he uprooted from Kuwait, of all places, with nothing other than a passion to make the most of the life he has been given. Comedian Nazareth's passion for comedy ignited when he asked himself one day, what do I want to do in life that, if I never get paid for it, I'd still do it to the best of my ability? Making people laugh was the only thing that came to mind, and the next day, he signed up at a California comedy club for open mic night. He took the stage before a crowd of nine drunks, and Nazareth recalls them laughing so hard that one of them literally fell over in their chair. From the moment that he discovered his talent for bringing comic relief, his desire to do it for a living was without question. So please join us for a very special night of inspiring comedy with the one and only comedian Nazareth. And if you want to check out some of his videos, go to his website, NazarethUSA.com. That's NazarethUSA.com. Make sure to follow Nazareth on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Any other things to add to that list, Nazareth? As far as where they can follow me, I know I have TikTok, but that might be gone soon. So, uh, you know, I have it because... Uh, there's a lot of young people that I want to introduce them to my comedy and most importantly that the encouraging hope in Christ. So I do jokes when people, you know, watch it on TikTok and they love it and they follow me and then boom, you know, they can get one video that tells them about the hope we have in Christ. So that's the only reason I'm on TikTok. It's not, it's not in our marketing you know, plan because uh, it's Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn is where our, and YouTube is where our, you know, our fan base and our client base. So yeah, that's uh, TikTok as well, but I'm under Comedian Nazareth and all of those. And I really appreciate that people do follow. A lot of times, you know, it's funny, you go, you know, you go to a mainstream event that's, and you have about, let's say, a thousand people in the audience and you tell them to follow you and a thousand people will follow you. You do a Christian event that there's like 2,000 people in the audience and then you go home, there's 20 people that follow you because not a lot of people have, you know, they don't have their Instagram or they don't, some of them don't like to be on social media. So whenever you have social media and you want to follow us, we appreciate it because, Mike, unfortunately, it's no longer how funny you are 
or how good you are. We're living in a world right now, if you're, if you have so many people following you, you're an influencer and people will listen to you, regardless how funny you are or how good you are. Uh, have you noticed that, Mike? It's amazing how much time I could waste online, Nazareth, when it comes to <laughs> the next video or reel popping up. And these algorithms are just brilliant. They know what you're going to click on. And you know, before you do, ah, this is clickbait. This isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be entertaining. But somehow, it's addictive. Is it the dopamine in your brain that when you make the click, it makes you feel better about yourself? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then people... It just people like you see these people. I like who's this person, and they go, "Oh, he's an influencer. He have a million followers. What does he do? Oh, they dance and they twerk and they stick their tongues out and they do crazy stuff and they they prank people." I'm like, when was that? May what when when did that happen that made people influencers by having no. You know, like I can understand if you're passionate about a certain thing, art, radio, whatever, and you're speaking on it, I'd love you. I'll follow you. But if you don't have anything to offer and now you're an influencer and people are hiring you because you're an influencer, I, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I I think, you know, I I love social media for the fact that we are able to reach people, to encourage people, to bring laughter to people through that uh platform so to me it's good and the other day i kind of hurt my knee so i went online to see okay what can i do to help my knee and now all i'm getting is knee surgery and doctors and people all sending me stuff about knee surgery i'm like hey my knee is healed i don't need you it's downright scary Comedy Night returns to Portland, and you won't want to miss Comedian Nazareth, 7 p.m. Friday, March 24th at Sunnyside Foursquare Church. All the details are on our websites at kpdq.com, truedog800.com, and thefishportland.com. More with Comedian Nazareth next. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show. I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine with comedian Nazareth, who returns to the area 7 p.m. on Friday night, March 24th, with a comedy night at Sunnyside Church located on Sunnyside Road in Happy Valley. Tickets available at the door, or you could get them in advance at kpdq.com, truetalk800.com, and thefishportland.com. What I find interesting about you, Nazareth, is you were rolling in the comedy scene, and then when God seized your heart, you wanted to turn your back on your talent and your experience altogether until your pastor asked you to do a comedy show at the church. So how were you able to navigate through the success you had in comedy before and after Jesus stole your heart? You know, that's a great question, Mike. Uh, you know, when before turning my life to Christ and know, and thinking I'm going to do comedy now that is clean, that's family, you know, encouraging to families that are going to be doing youth events and all that. I, you, you know, you, as a comedian, you're always, you know, when people see you do a special, like I did an HBO special a long time ago, and people think that, 
you know, this is, you do this every night. No, you always start building new material. And the way you build new material is you go to what we call open mic nights or one-nighters, comedy clubs, that you can go there and try new material and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. You keep the stuff that works, you throw away the stuff that doesn't. And that's how you build your act. Well, when I came to Christ, I'm like, I can't go to bars anymore. I can't do material where, you know, where there's drunk people. I can't go to all-nighters because the material that I want to build right now is, is going to be clean. And, I, you know, and it's so hard to be clean following two or three comedians who were just saying the most disgusting or the most sexual things, you know, where they kind of polluted the water, the audience. So I started going to prisons. <laughs> Somehow the door opened with Chuck Colson Ministry. He said, hey, you want to go to prison and share your testimony? I'm like, wait a minute. If I can make those inmates laugh, then the material is good because they don't have to laugh. And I started going to prisons and I've been to over 200 some prisons with the prison fellowship ministry. So that's what I worked on my act. And then I started doing junior high and high school. And those are harder audience to please. So my act became stronger that way. So when I went back and I'm doing the churches or doing the conferences and doing the big events. And now finally on TV, do I have like three or four specials on Pure Flix. So when you start, you know, you build your material on those hard places. So the difference became is... When I first came to Christ, my mind was still dirty, if you know what I mean, because my language, the people I hanged around, the stuff I watched, the stuff I thought about was not honoring to God. So the first year coming back as a Christian, I had to be very careful in the way when I talked to the audience or trying to ad lib, I had to be very careful. But then in that year, that first year, I devoured the Word of God. I started reading every day. I hanged around Christians. I stopped watching things that's not honoring God. So all of a sudden, my material now became clean material. Because I'm right. Comedians write what they experience. And that's why a lot of times comedians, if you notice, uh, or you don't notice that, is we always like to have new experiences, go somewhere. Hey, let me try, you know, this experience. Let me travel to this place so I can develop new material. So that's the hardest year was the first year for me in the Christian market. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't say Christian market because I still did corporation, I still do corporation, I still do clubs sometimes once in a while, but that's what happened. So that's a great question, Mike. Your story reminds me of a lot of musicians who come to know the Lord while they've already made a dent in the mainstream music scene. We receive Jesus into our hearts. We receive the Holy Spirit, and we are justified, we are crucified with Christ. But the sanctification, the growth, the change of our hearts, we ought to be going through the rest of our life on this earth. So it took a little while for you, once you came to know the Lord, to adjust what you thought was funny and what you were going to create in your comedy shows. But indeed, with the help of speaking in prisons and in front of schools— if anything, I feel like it stretched you and made you better at your craft than prior to knowing the Lord when you were just making people laugh with more controversial or crass subject matter. Does that sound about right? 
Yes, you're right. And it's always harder to write clean materials, always harder. Because, you know, it's so easy to, sometimes you watch comics, you know, they have they do jokes and they're not well written, but they say the F word after that and people laugh out of shock. Or they try to go into, you know, push the envelope to where their material is dirty and it's not something people normally used to hear from in public. So they laugh at that. But that's that's not well written. You, you want to look at great comedians. I mean, look at Seinfeld. Look at, uh, unfortunately, you know, Cosby and and the other comics who are working clean. You know, they're funnier. Why? Because you work harder on the joke. And some comics are very, clear, very good, but they end up throwing these, you know, F-bombs and stuff. I'm like, there's no reason for that. You don't have to do that. So it's a lot harder to work clean than to work, not, you know, dirty. So are there any current comedians that you really admire their material? Who stands out in your mind, Nazareth? You know, there's a guy right now who still is called Tom Papa. Tom Papa, he's a friend of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. He used to have a show, uh, you know, a, a sitcom for a year or so. He has several specials. Really appreciate him because he's clean. Uh What's his name? Uh, old. There's a guy that I loved so much. He, had, he he committed suicide about seven years ago. Very funny comedian. Uh, some people uh, would not know him. His name is Richard Jenny. And he used to do the... And there was a special called Good Catholic Boy and Pilatus Man. He had a sitcom on TV. He never was huge, but his comedy was amazing. It wasn't always very clean, but he, he just 90% of it was clean. So really, I was impressed by his, you know, Tom Papa is very clean. Seinfeld, I mean, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld has so big of an ego. It's so difficult for me to <laughs> to continue to watch him. But, uh, you know, and Cosby, as much as we hate what he did as a as a person, his, his comedy. Richard Pryor was amazing, but Richard Pryor was dirty, but Richard prior changed the whole culture of comedy so yeah those are people i kind of i i don't want to hear some bad comedy so i because i don't want to ruin my my brain or my thoughts so i i'm very careful about who i listen to well i think that's a wise thing nazareth when you talk about comedy or music books you read videos we watch i mean the bible talks about garbage in garbage out and i don't think we should be so extreme as to be legalistic, because I think that builds up our pride to the point where we think we're better than everyone else because we are withholding this from our lives, and it's not true. So in your case, I love your story and the fact that when God seized your heart, you completely changed your game, and yet he rewarded you back with being able to do what you love, which in this case is entertain people. Don't miss Comedian Nazareth, 7 p.m. Friday night, March 24th at Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley. All the details are at kpdq.com. Mike Lee here filling in on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee with Comedian Nazareth coming to Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley. Friday night, March 24th. So do you have any great stories from the many travels you've had with your shows all over the globe? Do any fans stand out in your mind who may have come up to you after a comedy show? 
Oh yes, yes. Oh, it just and that's what keeps you going. That's what makes you go, wow. Whatever I do, my my reward, my pay for that is a lot higher than I could have ever done in the mainstream media. One example is one time Jay Leno was saying, he said, I'm finally in a place where my comedy or what I say, I can influence people. And I'm going, wait a minute, every Christian comedian out there every night, you're influencing people if you're sharing the good news and all that. But one of the big, the thing that stick with me is a few years ago, many years ago, this lady came to me and she goes, Nazareth, uh, you know, she's older in her 80s. She goes, I've had cancer for five years, been going through chemo for five years. She goes, in the last two hours while I was listening to you, I forgot about my cancer for the first time. I was like, wow. It just really amazed me that, that that's, that's a healing part of comedy. But then a few years later, uh, I think a few years ago, this lady comes to me. She goes, I heard you. I go, Where? She goes, I was taking my chemo in Orange County and they play your videos. They play your comedy at the chemo, you know, uh, where people take chemotherapy. And she said, they're sitting there for a few hours taking chemo and they're laughing at you. I was like, that is the greatest thing you could tell me. <laughs> I mean, to know, and maybe they still do that now. I didn't check with the centers, but there's few centers that play my comedy during the chemo, which is because it's clean, it's not offensive, so they like that. So that, to me, that's the greatest reward, uh, you know, to get young people, 14, 13, they go, you're the funniest guy in the world, I, I listen to, I love what you do, which means they listen to what God has done in my life and how this is available to them, that they can, they can. You know, one of the things that uh, Mike uh, really helped me when I first started it, it was God's uh, deciding on the trajectory of my career is I did a lot of youth events. And when I went to these youth events, I went with this uh, testimony. I said, hey, listen, I just left Hollywood. I just left, you know, a sitcom on the table at the biggest network. I left all that. I left the cocaine. I left the alcohol. I left the gears that come to you after the show. I was like, hey, you want to go have a party? You wanna... I left all that. And guess what? Because it didn't satisfy me, didn't bring me joy, didn't bring me happiness. And when I gave my life to Christ, it changed everything. I'm I'm so I have joy inside of my heart right now. I said I have joy. I have feeling of satisfaction. The creator of this universe loves me. And there's nothing can separate me. Neither thing on earth, neither in heaven, nor angels, nor nothing can separate me from that love. And I said, listen if you listen to my testimony, young people, you're saving yourself 20 years of trouble, of, of problems, of uh, thoughts that stick with you the rest of your life. You're saving yourself so much by just doing that. So to me, that was so satisfying, Mike. He has the heart of a pastor in the body of an extremely funny comedian. So don't miss Comedian Nazareth. It's a Friday night show, March 24th, beginning at 7 p.m. at Sunnyside Church on Sunnyside Road in Happy Valley. That's right nearby Elkabee's and Happy Valley Station food carts and across the street from the biggest cross I've seen on Sunnyside Road, which is a different church. So Sunnyside Church, 13231 Southeast Sunnyside Road, Happy Valley, Oregon, for Comedian Nazareth, Friday night, March 24th. 
Very excited you're coming back, Nazareth. So I want you to be able to send a shout out to your mentors, family members, loved ones. Who do you want to say hi to? Wow. Uh, I have a lot of fans that I developed uh, during COVID uh, in the Seattle, in the Oregon, Portland area. And uh, so many friends I have and fan base in Bend and in Salem and in uh, Portland. And so because... When COVID happens in March, I think 18th, everything stopped. And I was, uh, you can't go anywhere. There's a quarantine. And I said, wait a minute, what what, what can I do? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting home. All my shows are canceled. What should I do? I said, listen, I have Wi-Fi and I, you know, I can encourage people. I can make people laugh. So I started a show called Live with Nas. So every night I went on Facebook and said, hey, guys, we're going to laugh for a few hours. And we started the first week, it was two hours, three hours. And then we said, it's too much. I can't, you know, I, I don't have enough material to do two, three hours a day, seven days a week. So I started saying, okay, I started asking the audience, hey, is there any question? I'm going to ask you a funny question and you guys give me uh, a funny answer to it. So we're all forget about the COVID and the quarantine and start thinking funny for an hour. I started asking questions like, hey, give me the worst name for a plumbing business. And people just not comedians, lay people, normal. They come up with like uh, Farrah Fawcett, the number one and the number two business, stuff like that. And it's just, they're laughing and I'm laughing. And, and before you know it, we developed a community of people like to this day, even though I don't do the show as, as every day or every week now, but a group of people called the Live with Naz family. And these people are friends now and they're connected all over the world. And some of them, there's a, there's a young lady with six kids that she's at, she actually drive a dump truck. She's in, uh, she lives in Portland and she is a single mom with six kids that drives a dump truck. And just to talk to her, she comes at the end of the day, puts the kids to sleep and she laughs a for an hour with us and sometimes her kids are up and they throw some funny answers to to the questions I ask and it just we developed this fan so I want to send a hello to them you know to my fans from the live with Nas family to be able to you know some of them are coming to the show already so it would be great to see them there well I hope they have a great time Nazareth so by all means boast on your wife and kids Yes, I love my kids. Uh, they're growing. Uh, my kids, uh, let me boast about them. I, I love them. They're, uh, this is what happened. <laughs> Our family is, we call them, a, you know, we're kind of like a procrastinators, Mike. I don't know about your family, but it's just like we, we get excited about stuff, but we end up changing our mind. Like, for example, uh, you know, I, I said, uh, hey, kids, next Saturday, we're going to go to the beach. Okay, we're going to the beach. They go, yeah, dad. It's been a while. We're going to go to the beach and we get excited. We're going to go to the beach. I go, okay, I'm going to get up early and go to the beach. They go, yes. So Saturday morning, I get up like, hey, kids, do you really want to go to the beach? It's kind of foggy. They go, yeah, we'll go next week. The beach is not going anywhere. We'll go next week, Dad. Don't worry about it. Okay, I go, okay, we'll make lunch together as a family. We'll be together in the kitchen, make some lunch today and call it a day. Yeah, Dad, lunchtime. Hey, kids, do you really want to do lunch? Oh, Dad, let's just order pizza. We'll make lunch next time. 
Okay. And this is what I had. This is the story of our life. And this is my biggest fear because my fear is like many, many years from now, hopefully, they get, I'm gonna, they're going to say this conversation like, hey, the kids, hey, guys, we need to bury dad. He's been in the freezer for too long. Uh, yeah, yeah, this Saturday. We'll bury him this Saturday. <laughs> and then Saturday comes, they go, hey, guys, you want to bury dad today? Nah, he's not going anywhere. We'll bury him next week. Maybe we should cremate him because he's always saying, you know, you want Jesus to tell him, well done, good and faithful servant. So maybe we'll just cremate that. So that's my biggest fear for my kids. But uh, they're wonderful. My son is a graduate from Biola Film School. He is a TikTok director now. He flies all over the world, Morocco, Egypt. Uh, he's, uh, he was just in Colorado, goes to Nashville. He just videos 30 seconds videos and they pay him a lot for it so my daughter is finishing her three months left to to graduate from ucla and she wants to take a gap year which is we never heard of when we were their age a gap year where they do nothing and then she's going to law school uh she's my pride and joy because she teaches a bible study at ucla you know like in her apartment and she has 16 students that attend every week so I'm so proud of her. And then my youngest vulture in the nest still is 15 years old. And she's a beautiful, smart little one that goes to a Christian school here in Southern California. I'm so blessed. My wife, I love her more today than when I met her 26 and a half years. She is amazing. Tomorrow she teaches a Bible study for women at my... There's probably 20 ladies in come to my house and she teaches. So I have to leave the house. And she goes, I want you out of the house tomorrow. I go, I know, because Timothy will never teach when Paul's still there. <laughs> and that's when she throws stuff at me. Don't miss Comedian Nazareth, 7 p.m. Friday, March 24th at Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley. All the details are at kpdq.com. More with Comedian Nazareth next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Thank you so much for joining us on The Georgine Rice Show. I'm Mike Lee filling in with Comedian Nazareth coming to Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley. The show starts at 7 p.m. Friday, March 24th, and all the details are at kpdq.com. So where did you meet your wife in the first place, Nazareth? Oh, that's a story. That's a funny story. You know, I told you guys when I when I came to Christ, everything changed. I I made a commitment with the Lord that I will not watch pornography. I will not date. I will not touch a woman. I will not be alone with a woman. I just completely my whole mind shifted. I mean, just the cleansing of the mind. And uh, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, I'm going to go about your business. And if you have a wife for me, you bring her to me. I promise you I will not do any of that, but I want a beautiful wife with a rich father that knows the entire Bible. That was my commitment. <laughs> and I waited. And, you know, uh, you know, when you pray and nothing happens, you start compromising. I said, okay, Lord, she doesn't have to have a rich father. Beautiful. And the New Testament is fine with me. Another year, I'm losing hair. I'm like, okay, Lord, she doesn't have to be beautiful. Just okay. And the book of John is fine with me. Another year, I'm getting weight. I'm like, Lord, John 3.16, bring her over. I'll witness to her. And I was waiting three years into it. Still, the prayer's not answered. I'm like, okay, maybe. I know God wants me married. I, I had that feeling. And I had that desire. 
So one day my dad was dying in, at the hospital here in California and he said, would you go to Israel for me, son, because I have uh, a house there I want you to put in your name and your brother's name and your mom's name, but it's in the Gaza Strip. I said, ah, I didn't want to go, but it's my dad. So when he passed away, I flew into Tel Aviv. I drove to the Gaza Strip, the Muslim part of Israel. And that day, uh, my cousin was waiting for me. He's from Baltimore. He's an atheist. I love him to death. And he he was there to get married, and he invited me with his fiance and her sister to go have dinner. So we're sitting at dinner, and he looks at me. He goes, you look happy. What's wrong with you, Nazareth? You're in the Gaza Strip. Why are you that happy? And that's the trigger word for an evangelist like me, a comedian who's an evangelist. Like that's that's the trigger word. So I said, you know what? Jesus changed my life. He gave me a reason to live. He gave me hope. I used to be like an old car that keeps breaking down. Now that I'm a Christian, I'm that same old car, but I'm married to a mechanic and I have triple A. And he got mad. He goes, Gareth, don't listen to him. He's a born again Christian. And her sister, Mike, she said, me too. And I look at her and I go, would you like to marry me? She goes, I've been praying for a believer for three years to come to this side of the world. Let me pray and fast for three days. I'll get back to you. Three days later, she came back. She goes, I'm starving. Let's do it. And that's, we got engaged five days from there. And then a year later, I went back to the Gaza Strip. We got married and we've been married 26 and a half years. God's story. God answers prayers if you are willing to do it his way, to wait for him. What a great story, Nazareth. I'm so happy for your wife and you and your kids and how much they're doing to impact the world and the fact that you're returning to the Portland area 7 p.m. Friday night, March 24th for our Clean Comedy Night at Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley. So can you tell us who exactly are you targeting with your audience? You had amazing success in the secular world before you came to know Jesus. And then you've had other audiences from prisons to schools. So who do you love sharing your comedy with most nowadays? You know, I want want the people who appreciate clean comedy who are sick and tired or don't want to go hear bad comedy. They want to hear filthy comedy. They want to laugh, but also people who have a desire to see their loved ones and neighbors and, and people, co-workers come to know Christ. So they invite them to the to my event because uh, when I can, at the end of my event, when it's allowed, I share the good news of Jesus. I share what God has done in my life. So it's an opportunity. It's a good opportunity because people normally wouldn't go to church with you. Like, hey, you want to come to a church service with me? They go, nah. But if you tell them, hey, you want to come to a comedy night, they will. And they laugh with me for an hour before I even say anything. And they feel connected. And then when I share about the gospel, their walls are down and the Holy Spirit takes over. So that's the, I want people, you know, ages anywhere. You know, if you're 10 year olds, if they're not sitting together with their other kids, they, they can listen and their attention span increases when they're sitting with their family. To people who are 90 or 95, I had an audience member who's 101, and they laugh, and they love it. So, yeah, that's my audience. Oh, I love it, Nazareth, and we're so excited that you're coming back to town. So, anything interesting happened to you recently throughout your travels? Yeah, you know, it's funny. uh, Watch out what you pray for, uh, because one time I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, how good of a Christian am I? Don't ever do that, because God will prank you. Uh, 
few years ago, I, I, I prayed that I'm like, Lord, how good am I good? Am I good at reaching people for you? Am I good at sharing you? And the next day I was in Houston at a huge church and they were doing the, the passion play from the birth of Christ till his resurrection. So, uh, you know, I did my comedy. I finished I'm backstage and there's 400 actors and Jesus, the actor came backstage. He was six foot four, long brown hair. Looks like the guy from The Chosen. You know, just beautiful looking man. And I looked at him and was like, wow, uh, <laughs> this is this is what Jesus should look like. <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I said, hey, can I touch the hem of your garment? You know, I'm trying, you know, to be funny theologically. And he goes, you weirdo, what do you want? I go, that's not how Jesus talks. I'm like, yeah, Jesus doesn't say weirdo. So I said, so, uh, do you attend this church? I go, what's your name? He goes, I'm Jesus. Now, I've done acting before. I've been on commercials, shows, films. So I knew that when you want to stay in character, you want to stay in character. I said, okay, so Jesus, where do you go to church? He goes, I don't go to church. I'm not a Christian. That's when the evangelist in me kicked in. So I started witnessing to Jesus. <laughs> And he got nervous. He goes, oh, oh, I got to go get resurrected. I'm like, no, 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 you can't. Read the book, read the book. You can't do it. So I didn't think about it till the next week. I was doing a, a missions conference and I was sitting with all these missionaries. And one guy, they're, they're the humblest people in the world. But there was this missionary that was proud. He's like, man, Nazareth, I got to witness to the Prince of Denmark. I'm like, I witness to Jesus. And that was like God's answer. I'm like, okay, God, so you think I'm doing well if I get to witness to Jesus himself. So that's a funny story. You know, traveling is traveling after COVID became fun because we used to take it for granted and complain and say, ah, I got to fly. Like I'm flying to Florida and I have a show in Port Charlotte on Friday and then the next morning, early in the morning, I'm going to drive three hours back to Tampa, fly out at five, six in the morning to Washington, to Seattle. I have a men's conference that I have to be on stage at 3 p.m. And then I finish that. Then the next day I'm teaching at that church. So and then I come back and then uh, I, after that, I go to St. Peter's, uh, Missouri, doing three days. So I used to complain. I used to go, ah, but after COVID for two years, we sat home going. Are we really going to work again? Are we really, is this it? Are we done with doing live events? But when God brought it back, I'm so thankful. So I'm the happiest guy on the plane. And your joy and your happiness are just infectious. So thank you so much for coming back to our neck of the woods. Started at 7 p.m. Friday, March 24th. Don't miss Comedian Nazareth appearing at Sunnyside Church on Sunnyside Road in Happy Valley. Our own James Blinn, producer of The Georgine Rice Show, will be returning as the opening act for Comedian Nazareth. All the details on the ticket sales are at kpdq.com, truetalk800.com, and thefishportland.com. And make sure to follow Comedian Nazareth on YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you'll find amazing videos of his comedy at nazarethusa.com. That's nazarethusa.com. Looking forward to seeing you, Nazareth. Thank you. And I want the listeners to know 
this is a great opportunity to invite your loved ones, the people that don't know Christ, people you always wanted to invite to church and you couldn't. This is your chance to bring them. So please buy them a ticket. It's a great investment and say, hey, I paid this ticket for you so you can come with me and enjoy some laughter. And for people who are hurting, people who are upset, depressed, anxiety, if you have a teenager who's having anxiety or that, just bring them, let them laugh. They will laugh. Trust me, I've seen so many youth in my event. They're laughing hard. So bring them, let them for two hours forget about their whatever negativity out there and let them laugh. And then they hear the good news of Christ. So that's what I want to encourage the listeners to do. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee, and thank you so much for joining me and Comedian Nazareth appearing at Sunnyside Church in Happy Valley, Friday, March 24th, with all the details at kpdq.com. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.